Since you heard from me, I figured it was time to reintroduce the king. Uh, time to take my rightful place up in this game. Show you phony niggas how to do this thing. Been working the silence so I can't work peacefully. I'm a nigga with substance to the highest degree. Thinking about these plaques, I'm about to put up on my wall, though. I hit that. Man, you got the LA hat. You got me. I had to, you know. I wanted to feel like I, I, I fit in, you know? Hey, they got you. They got they you. They did. That all, man. <laughs> they did. Hold on. How you doing? Fantastic, my brother. I am super fantastic. I How about my, yourself? How about my yourself? camera set up here a little bit. Yeah, take your time. Uh, there we go. Come on, man. Take your time. I know this is a little different, you know? It is. From it the, is. You know, I, I, I do it this way because I got a lot of followers here. It's easy. I dig Instagram. You know what I mean. So yeah. why not? I like it. I like it. It's, it's a you don't got to worry about clips. You don't got to worry about nothing. It's just you got to be here. That's it. Yeah. I just go at it, man. Tell me how the LA experience is treating you. I love LA. One of my favorite cities. I know. I was about to say you're rocking the hat. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was going to be talking with you. You know what I mean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so far, it's been good. It's been it's weird because during the day, it's like cloudy and kind of gloomy. And then at night, it's like sunny. So we haven't hit like a full summer just yet. And that kind of, I don't know, it throws me off a little bit. But uh, other than that, it's, it's been great. I love it. Man, that weather is so crazy because it's hot when it is hot underneath, like outside of the shade. Yeah. And then when you get into shade, it's freezing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. It's it I feel like it fluctuates a that's maybe the one thing I wasn't ready for. But other than that, it's been it's been amazing. Vita with Jess, how's it going? Yo yo, what's up everybody? Boy, thank you for bearing with us. This is one thing that I'm learning with doing these IG lives. Yeah. Is that other people's Wi Fi. You know, I forgot to tell you that. Get on the Wi Fi, it's it keeps it the, the signal clean, yeah. have less issues. You know what I mean? One thousand percent. And uh, you know, I it, it's cool when you get to go to somebody else's podcast and kind of see like how they do things, you know, like what's their process, that kind of stuff. Um, because when it's just yours, you you know, you're kind of limited to just one way of doing it. So yeah. it's cool to like see how other people troubleshoot issues and stuff. I like it. We rocking together, so I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. Lord, I'm gonna tell you this, man. When you're on my podcast, we are just having yeah. a good time. Right? Yeah, that's literally <laughs> it. Those, those are the best. Those are the best podcasts. I just want to have a good time. You know, I've been doing this for a long time myself. This is my fifth year, I think, or maybe going on my sixth. I can't even remember anymore. Yeah. And uh, I'm having a good time. I've learned to build community. You know what I'm saying? And I had to talk to somebody like you because you're doing something in uh, the game that I like. It's monetizing, mm. monetizing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I watch a lot of your stuff. You know, content creation let's see here, versus influencing, you know what I mean? All that good stuff you've been talking about. I got yeah. a lot of questions. I'm excited um, to talk about it because I have, you know, I think like, uh, I, I think the challenge with somebody like me is I change very, very fast. So one, if one week you might catch me and I'm like, monetize everything. Next week you catch me, I'm like, it's the worst thing ever, you know? So I just, there's a lot of highs and lows. So I'm excited to talk about some of those today. Okay. And then the fact that you know, you're a young man 
and you see the entrepreneurship in, in this. You know what I mean? That's great because when I was growing up, this wasn't an opportunity. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This is a new space. There's opportunity here. There's besides just money, because there's a lot of also bargaining power. Just tell us uh, where we can find you, a little bit about yourself, and what we can learn about your, uh, your show, your podcast, and what you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, obviously, as everybody knows, my name is Lloyd. Uh, I run a podcast and newsletter called The Creator Hub. Um, we essentially publish content weekly to help creators um, essentially become better creators both on the content side and the business side. So a lot of what we do is research everything you need to know as a creator so that we spend hours on it. And then in about five minutes, you can consume our newsletter and know everything you need to know for that particular week. So even just things like what platform should you be focusing on? Where should you be monetizing? What platforms are having difficulty news within the creator economy? A lot of like this, like not uh, flashy news in the creator economy, just kind of slides under the radar, but it's, it is important stuff that we should all know about. Um, you can find me on all platforms at Lloyd, not George, and that's the actual handle. Lloyd, not George. Lloyd, Lloyd, man, you're killing him, man. I appreciate you, it. You, you motivated me. You know, when we last met, you were like, hey, I'm about to hit LinkedIn. I said, Lord, you going to LinkedIn? I said, okay, I got to go to LinkedIn too. <laughs> Yo, it, you know what's so funny? It feels like that last time we linked up was so long ago, but it wasn't that long. Not at I all. just think stuff is just happening, but it wasn't that long ago. It was not. It was not that long ago, yeah. but so much happened in that space. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I watch your LinkedIn movement. We got to talk about that. Tell me how that's been going for let you. Because I me, think it's going well. First. Let me ask you first. Yeah. What, what do you think about LinkedIn so far? What is, if you're from outside looking in, what are your, how are you feeling about it? It made me gain new, become known more as a, I got known more in the, in the, in the industry, being on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll tell you a story about LinkedIn, and when you told me you were going to do that, I was like, duh, I should have been done this, but smart for you. You know what I mean? You met Fela Davis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fela got her job from LinkedIn. Wow. She did all wow. that she's done because she was posting on LinkedIn that she could mix and, and what she's done in her shows. And then from there, a Grammy-nominated artist contacted her on LinkedIn. She got the gig, and that's it. She's a Hall yeah. of Famer. Wow. That is so insane. when you said it, I said, of course, I need to get on that LinkedIn game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I think that's, that's maybe like the missing piece because it's like, you know, with Instagram and all these tools, it's cool. Like you could potentially get more people to find you, but on LinkedIn, the types of people that hire you, the types of people that pay you, the types of people that work for companies looking for people, they're all on LinkedIn. And it's just someone's more likely to DM you on LinkedIn than they are on Instagram. And so to me, it's just like a no brainer. Vita with Jeff says, I got recruited on LinkedIn for my current job. Crazy. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But you know, I've done that as well. Like, you know what, regular gigs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been in, you know, regular gigs I get link off of LinkedIn. People even reach out to me. But with this podcasting space, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's been going well for you. It's been going well as an understatement. Like it's been going like amazing. Like um, I, I think part of it too is like LinkedIn, whenever like platform like social platforms are new they expand your reach more. So like when I got on TikTok, TikTok was still new. So it was so easy to get eyeballs on your content. 
I now think the same thing is happening on LinkedIn, where it's just like, you can make a post and have 6,000 people see it pretty easy with like very minimal effort. Uh, that's very, very hard on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And so until until that changes, I'm just hanging out there. Um, and it's been cool. I have what's called like a, um, a LinkedIn content manager. And so this is somebody on the inside that just tells you like, hey, that we're going to be releasing this feature or hey, this is this new feature. This is how it works. Um, and, and just to see the amount of effort they're putting to get more creators and podcasters on their platform. It's very, very encouraging. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you for a very long yeah. time. Uh, from when we first met, I invited we, you to the studio when you were down here. And then next week, you're like, yo, I'm moving to LA. I'm like, dang, I miss this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the invite. And we got to make it happen sometimes. I, I'm, I'm grateful we're at least doing it virtually. I really appreciate you inviting me onto your platform. You know, I, I will say, just before we dive in, um, I, I'm very big on like community and I don't like just like um, knowing people in conversation. And so when people actually invite you onto their platform, when people actually reach out and they check on how you're doing, like a lot of that stuff is the thing, like that's what matters to me. So I really appreciate you for doing that. Oh man, my, my pleasure, man. For when we first met Corey, shout out to the BPA. Corey BPA. told me you were a person I had to talk to. And I said, yes. And when I spoke with you that day we met out in Philly, I was like, yeah, yeah this guy got it. This guy got it. This guy got it. What got you into it? What made you get online and start teaching first? Yeah, so um, my background originally, like I'm an immigrant. Um, I came, I've been in the United States for about 17 years um, and I never got the chance to go to college. So when I, originally when I first created content, it was like, okay, like I'm not that qualified on paper, but maybe I could use this content thing as sort of like a portfolio or like a resume, so to speak so much so that in a way that like when people see my content or my work like when they watch my podcast and they say this guy is knowledgeable he knows what he's talking about they're less likely to ask for like your resume per se just because they know oh i know i clearly know you know what you're talking about um and so that's originally what like got me like going and really investing in the content and since then it's just opened up so many different doors and so many different opportunities to meet people and so now it's just become like a big part of who I am. I know every day I wake up, I think of a creative idea, I put it out, I keep it moving. And then we see what opportunities come out of that. Mm. Wow, so much, so much in that answer because I have a lot, I got a lot. So that got you into teaching, why podcasting? Well, I, I think podcasting is like a very, very unique space in the sense that I first discovered how unique podcasting was in 2015 because I was working at a job that I completely hated. This job, Santiago, this job was like terrible. Like it was like bad. So I would literally listen to um, podcasts while I was at work. And that's when it hit me like, oh my gosh, I, I could be listening to something. I could be working. I could be learning something and working. This couldn't happen with any other medium. It's not like I could have been watching TV and working. It's not like I could have been on like YouTube watching something and working. So it was just such a unique medium in the sense that it was like, oh man, you could consume thousands of hours of this while doing something else. And it's completely free and you're learning. Like I have a friend that has like a podcast that's centered around teaching people how to like overcome diabetes. He has like thousands of hours and it's like valuable information and it's just all free. Like it's just like on the internet for free. Uh, and it's like there's not too many mediums that do that and so when you look at where we are it feels like there's a lot of podcasters but we're actually just at like the inception of the medium and we're still trying to figure out like how to do it how it works what it looks like 
And so it's the perfect time for like people like you and I to be getting into the space. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, you spoke in one of your podcasts how many millions of dollars or billions of dollars. Yeah. Spent, and then how, how much has increased. And there's a lot for everybody out there. You know, I don't like to always talk about just the money's the money's the money's. However, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm an entrepreneur and I, I use that as my rewards for the work that I've put out. It's nothing more than just that. You know what I mean? It's a, that's the reward for the work I put out, for the product that I put out. Uh, man, the content you put out is amazing. Uh, it's very clean. So not only did you start, so how long, when did you start? Because when I looked at your YouTube and I went to your oldest video, it looked like it was only a year ago. Yeah, literally. I started in December, 20, I, I started my first podcast in 2018, but I didn't really take it serious until December of 2021. This is all in a year. All in a year. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's like, it's such, I, I feel like creating content is such a faith journey because it's like, you could technically speaking, you could post your first video and that first video go viral and it just changed your life. And so each time you publish a video or an episode, you never know what's going to happen with mm. that episode. It's like every time you publish it, it's like playing the lottery each time, mm. right? And you mm -hmm. don't know which one is going to pop. But you just know that like, hey, it's a stab, it's a, it's an opportunity. And that's how like I think about it. It's definitely like a faith walk. And so every time I post, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's just me and God's little thing where I know like, hey, mm. something amazing is going to happen. Like somebody's going to see this. They're going to try and hire me. Somebody's going to see this. They'll invite me to this conference. I never know specifically, but I just know like if you do this every single day, good things will happen. That's just like a good rule like across the board. That's great that you feel that way. It's a roll of a dice, man. Every yes. time. Yes. It's a roll and, of you know, the I, dice. I'm curious what and, you, and you think about that, though. Dice. It's not yeah. like the lottery. You got to pay for the ticket, but you actually got these dice in your hands and you get to put them out. And if you get a good swing, you can hit sevens all day. Bro, that's, that's a fact. I mean, I, I'm curious. How do you think about that? Because, like, you're an entrepreneur, and I feel like a lot of people that think the way I'm thinking, it comes across as, like, very creative, but it's, like, it's not practical. So it's, like, how do you feel about that? And I love this dialogue we're having. Let's have it this way. Because I like when people ask questions as well. So I appreciate that. How do I feel about it as an entrepreneur? I dig it. I dig it like a mug, man. I dig it like a mug. I ain't go front. <laughs> uh, I, when I was younger, my mother brought me a computer. I had DOS, you know what I mean? Green screen yeah. in my basement with the printer, the, the laser jet thing and everything. I had that. And I played games on it and I programmed. So me seeing what social media has, you know, has come from this, I'm just like, and it's easy to play with. It's so easy to, to maneuver and to manipulate. I think if I didn't use it, my kids, I'll be doing my children a disservice if I didn't do something with this for them to set them up for the future. Uh, so I say, I love it. And I like, when I say entrepreneurship, I love, like, you know, I'm into the trucking industry. I'm, I'm getting heavy into it right now because, like, I like guaranteed give my money. <laughs> you know, I move the shit, make give my money. Right. Uh, I feel like it allows, this allows me to relax, too, because I get to, like, jump into a space where I get to play with editing and colors and art. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm an artsy person as well. So answer your question. I like it. Yo. Yeah, and just, just to add to your point, right? Think about this real quick. Like I, so similar to you, I think I'm very entrepreneurial. And in, additional, in addition to my content, I've created other business ventures, right? 
all of them have some level of um, uh, 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 cost associated with the goods you deliver, right? So it's like you're a trucker, you, you deliver a load, you got to pay for gas, you know, the, the truck monthly payments, your time, right? And so your profit margins may be, let's just say, like a quarter or maybe half, theoretically, mm -hmm. uh, it mm -hmm. could be more. Um, with content, when you think about getting paid to do a brand deals, most cases, 100% of that is like profit. And so when you think about like how it breaks down in terms of the usage of your time, it's probably the best entrepreneurial um, way to make money, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, some people will argue that, but there's not too many businesses where you can make money without that much experience and most of it be profit. And I feel you can say that because you know how to make this part of your day. Mm. What do you not mean by everyone, that? Not everyone knows how, and I'm not saying that I, I, I actually, I know how to as well, but some people take it too, I feel like too serious as well. Mm. I feel like you're having fun, you know? And my, my, one of my questions is going to be, even though you put out that, that content and you started with TikTok, and I believe I saw your first video on YouTube, your next videos change completely to so the lighting, your, your, the camera, and even the editing of the video has changed. What caused you to make such a drastic jump to that clean of content? Yeah. So I think for me, the way I think about it, which contrary to popular belief, the content that performs better is like the, the less polished content. So like, mm -hmm. if you look at like my best performing videos on TikTok, for example, it's the videos that I think look the, the least the best. Uh, and every time I put those out, it's always like, man, I said I was gonna do a video per day. I really don't wanna do one today, but whatever, let's just like put something out and that'll be the video that goes viral. And so I'd say that like for, for me, I'm a little too critical sometimes. Like I put too much time in trying to make my videos look good when really I should be putting more time and just being consistent, putting more time into sort of like the content that I'm putting out, not necessarily the quality. Um, and so that's what caused that shift. It's just like me being self-conscious that like, man, if people are going to see this at Apple or Spotify, it needs to look the best um, when that's really not true. So that's what caused the shift. But to be honest, I wish more people just said like quality really isn't that important, honestly, unless you're like maybe a podcaster, I could see a world, maybe it's where it's important, but like not, I, I say that hesitantly. Mm. Mm. Because you know, you never know, like you said, you just yeah. don't know. And also you're putting out your resume, you know what I mean? So I believe yeah. one, having both is fantastic. Yeah, look what I can do on the fly and look what I can do with a budget yeah. behind me, yeah. you know? So that's, that's dope that you can do that. That's dope that you can do that. And, and, and just one last point to add to then that. I'm keep, I think keep, Lloyd, give us, give us, give us everything. Bro. <laughs> I, I, I think too, uh, uh, I haven't been on live and talked to people in a long time. So this is my time to get it. All take it, man. <laughs> take it, bro. It's all good. Yeah. I will say though, like, I think that like, back to your point about like this being your portfolio, I think that people, um, so like, I think that the, if, if we say like, Hey, I'm going to create one TikTok video every single day but I want the video to look good because it's my portfolio. I think the challenge with that comes with the fact that like, you don't necessarily get good by putting out good content. You get good by putting out more content. So I would prefer that like your content not be that good, but you do want every single day because in 365 days, your content will naturally just get better by nature of the fact that you're doing it for so long. Um, and so I think that like when I first started, that was like the thing that even now, 
that still holds me up where it's just like, yo, you just need to get reps in. And I'd be thinking like, oh man, like Santiago's going to see this. He's going to be like, the quality of this looks off. So it's like, I hesitate on putting it out when really we should all just be putting out more content. Lloyd, that is the truth. And I'm going to tell you why I know that's the truth. I don't care. I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't <laughs> give no Fs at all, Lloyd. I just put the shit out. I don't care. Sometimes I leave mistakes on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I do it purposefully. And people love those the most. Uh, I have a, a, a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Van Hall. Shout him out, LFR family. Van has 890,000 subscribers on YouTube right now. He's going to cross the million threshold in like a few days to a week. And uh, he just tells me, Santi, I just put stuff out. Put it out there. Just put it out there. And he dropped like four videos a day, five videos a day, six videos a day. He now doesn't work, and he lives off YouTube chats. He's a content creator. He's an influencer, and he has a community. Mm. You know? You know what I mean, he's all those things. Yeah, yeah. All those yeah. things. Like, and I, I like how you and that young lady spoke about it in one, your, your latest podcast. The content influencer, the influencer content creator, like that, it's starting to, it's merging. Yeah. It's merging into one. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? And, and are you, do you feel still like, I know you always feel like it's a negative connotation behind the name, but how do you feel about the content influencer? Yo, me personally. Personally, I, I love it. And I think that like, it's a new era. So if we think about um, what I would call creators, which are people that are just putting out videos, it's really encouraging to see people if, if I would never call myself an influencer. And I think like I would never put out videos because I don't want to be listed as like an influencer. And so when I think of myself as a creator, it kind of lowers the bar a little and makes me feel like anyone can do this. You just need to grab your phone. It doesn't even need to be high quality. You don't need to be good looking, anything. Put out a video. And so I like that like we're lowering the barrier so that more people can can get into it. I feel like even in podcasting, we all, we try and put like barriers and blockers. We try and say like a podcast is not this, it's really this. And it's like, we're just like excluding people. And I'm more of like the mindset that it's like, yo, let everybody get in there. It doesn't even, you know, it doesn't matter. Just like get in, right? Start creating. You, you can we be know that they want. don't know, Lloyd. <laughs> they, just, they just laid off a bunch of people in the podcasting industry. Yeah. We know that's proof that they don't know. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and the only issue I have with the industry is that they tried to treat it like the music industry at first. And that was like, I knew that was going to blow up in their face because it's not that. This, this unfortunately for us, it's hard to control this. This has to be raw mm -hmm. and from a root yeah. and from the soil. And when it's not, it doesn't get the same love. Yeah. And I love the guys that are huge in it, but they still went to the root themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way they started their shows. Yeah, I 1000% I agree with that. That is like, I, I think maybe like five years from now or three years from now, it might be easier for smaller podcasters, I think, to be successful than larger podcasters. Just because when you think about what has to happen for a large podcaster to be successful, mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to hit. So, uh, you know, I agree with that. And I meant to ask you too, you know, I think when you think about spaces, like you mentioned, you're in the, the trucking world. When you think about spaces like that, it's on 
I thought I see a lot of truckers creating videos, like sh I, either telling people what they're doing, asking other people to get into it. And so it's it's now yeah. like I think being a creator has become accessible to so you would never see a truck trucker saying I'm an influencer five years ago. Man, I am about to go attack the trucking industry with my podcasting, Lloyd. I'm gonna yes. tell you, I'm, I just it hasn't happened. I haven't struck at it like I want to, but watch what's about to happen. Uh, because it is a powerful industry, it has its own community, and yeah. you know it, there's there's a voice there, and I and I want to put it put it out there. I want to put it out there. So yeah, 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 yeah. Trucking I, is dope. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny about that? I think that like I think that's another thing we're gonna see in like five years. I think like micro communities are gonna become like popular. So it's like right now, I think a lot of people feel like to be a successful podcaster, you probably need a solid you know, 10,000 listeners, 50,000 listeners, whatever number. That's what they say. tell you. They yeah. tell you 10,000 a month. But it's like, if you get 250 solid truckers listening to your content, that they spend money, like that is like a Lloyd, great, you could probably become a full-time person. Let me tell you something, that. Lloyd. If you get 256 truckers that are dedicated to you, and this is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's the industry to be in in the next 10 years. Logistics, you know, logistics and transportation. Yeah. Those guys have cash, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're bored on that road. You got to make them have a good time. So yeah. I attack it. I attack that industry very hard, man. And I love that you bring that up about having small numbers because you're one that, first of all, there's a lot of questions in this one. I got a few questions. But the number one thing is, I'm going to say that's dope that you present how much you're making, you know what I mean? To us. And you tell us, you know, you're open about how much you made a month. And that's dope that you do that. And, you know, that's ballsy, number one. And then I'm going to say, but you're doing that with very, not uh, elaborate numbers. Yep. How are you pulling that off? Yeah. And I think that's like the main reason I started to do it is I think people assume that like to make a dollar podcasting on social media that you have to have a large follow following. Um, and so I think I'm perfect proof that that's just like not true. Um, and so I've always believed that like there's one thing that's more important than having like large numbers and that's your relationships. So for example, you know, all of us know our barbers, we know our gardeners, like in our local community, like not even on the internet. If we just went to all the grocery stores, all the restaurants in our neighborhood and said, yo, I'm a podcaster. I have a hundred people listen to my stuff per month. Would you sponsor this for $25? I think a lot of people would be surprised how many people would say yes. Um, and so if you do that right there, if you ask for $25 per episode and you get four episodes per um, uh, per month, that's $100. That's like your entire hosting for the year. That's a, that's like a good chunk of money. And so at that point, like once you establish those smaller relationships, you just, it, you build on that. It compounds, right? So for example, I'm doing a, a live show at the end of this, um, towards like August. Um, and so a lot of the people I'm reaching out to sponsor the live show are people that have sponsored the podcast. And a lot of the people that sponsored the podcast are people that already have relationships with. And so it just becomes a relational type thing. And so I tell people that like, when you start podcasting, we develop the skill set of like, how do, how do I become a better podcaster? But we never say like, how do I become a better salesperson? How do I learn to sell myself? How do I learn to pitch myself? Those are, that's just a skill set, just as much as becoming a podcaster. And you could be, you could have a sucky podcast and know how to sell yourself really well, and you'll make more money than vice versa. Trendy, mm. trendy. What's your favorite part about podcasting? Yo, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I I think. 
I think it's the feedback I get when I share something that's helpful. So it's like if somebody messages me and says, yo, I'm so glad you shared that opportunity. I didn't know that that existed. That is the thing that makes me feel like, oh man, this is worth it. You know, let's do it again. That like, you know, you're educating people, but still fun, still entertaining. I love that aspect of it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hey, what, what, out, what would you say is yours? What's my favorite part? You ask me, you ask me what's my favorite yeah, part? Yeah. You know, it's a few things, but one of my favorite things recently, it's uh, I love meeting new people. And then when, you know, this is great meeting new people. And sometimes I interview, like, I know you, we got to meet, but we never really got to the next level of like doing this one-on-one a little longer. Uh, but uh, sometimes I, I interview people I had no idea. And like, I never really had a conversation with them at all. So that's dope virtually. And then when they're in studio, I love the in-studio ones because that's like a vibe, man. Like we, we sit down, we, we talk, we, we, sometimes, you know, we get the food catered and we'll have drinks and, and our studio is a spaceship. You know what I mean? Like you're going to enjoy it when you, when you come down. Yeah. Uh, I love that, that time. And then once they leave, people go, man, this was dope. Yeah. This was dope. I want to do it again. And then like, now I got them hooked and they want to do this again and again. And they start podcasting with other people. Yeah. And I see them doing podcasts with other people and that just, I like that part. Yo, that is the best feeling. Like when you meet someone on your podcast that you, like I try and tell people all the time, but like if you interview someone on your podcast, your relationship with them, just it just changes. It's, it's different. It's like, I mean, how often do you get to sit down with someone for like an hour uninterrupted, no cell phones, no anything, just talking? It's just rare. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I was shouting out Ash. You guys, yeah. uh, are super professional explain to me how you all work together how does that work how did that all come about all that good stuff yeah so originally it was just me doing the content and then i brought ash on for one or two of the episodes and then people just kept messaging me and saying we want ash back on and people were saying that like when ash is on i, I think me i come across kind of like too stiff or kind of too professional but when Ash is on, she kind of brings out like a lighter side of me. And so people liked that. Like I'm a little more relaxed when she's there. She kind of is like sharing personal details about me. And so I think my audience just grew to like it. And so we just kept having her on back and back and back. It's also just nice getting to like work with your wife. Like I, I like it. Like we get yeah. to like, these are already the conversations we're talking about at home. Like, oh, did you hear Twitter is doing this thing? It's crazy. Um, and so getting to do that on the podcast is just like also really dope. That's fire. That's fire. Now, I, that's one of my question as well. That is your wife. That's dope, man. I went to college with my wife uh, a few times. So we were in, uh, we got our undergrad together and then we went to Full Sail University together. Mm. So are, you, are you both in like AV tech? Uh, like if you both went to Full Sail, you're both in like tech, like audio okay. engineering. We're both in the tech heavy data, anal yeah. data, data analysts and all that good stuff. We're wow. tech. We're tech guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 a straight uh, I'm a straight nerd, man. I'm a nerd. Like yeah. people, like people get so surprised by that, but I'm like, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn in the '80s. You know what I mean? So imagine I had Casio, I yeah. had Tribe Called Quest, I had Samurai Showdowns, and yeah, you know what I mean? I had Nintendo, Neo Geo, and then I had Run DMC up the corner growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, which in fact actually went to the same barbershop as uh, Jam Master J. Wow back in the day in Brooklyn. So I actually used to see him all the time. 
That's, so like I had crazy. all that in me, but at the same time, tech was getting heavy. You know, so like I said, I would do my, I'd be doing my children a disservice if I didn't take advantage of tech and you know the opportunities that are here. Uh, been a while since you heard from me I figured it was time to reintroduce the king uh, Time to take my rightful place up in this game uh, Show you phony niggas how to do this thing Been working in silence so I can't work peacefully I'm a nigga with substance to the highest degree Thinking about these plaques, I'm about to put up on my wall though I hit that email for the features and the tax Time to go make history with all the rhymes and spitters All I make is them hitters, make them one hit and quit Respecting my fortune, taking what's mine, and I'm not asking, just keeping the cordial. Business be careful when you come around me. Talk that bad talk, I don't say shit. Bro, I'm too legit to quit. I just keep on spitting with the realest shit I have to offer. I keep shit elevated like a flying saucer. I'm so elevated, elevated, yeah. Elevated, stay working the ground, no time for waiting now. Got me making plays to get rich, yeah. Gotta let you know that I'm the shit, yeah. I'm so elevated, elevated, yeah. To the work ethic, I made it stronger. Not into wasting time or money, dog. I'm working smarter. Niggas be worried about the wrong shit, but they get it mad. Some of the choices that you make. What up, my boy? Huh? What up, my boy?